cliffcentral.com Yes. What's up? <laughs> I'm so happy to be back. It's good to be back. It's good to have you back. It's good for me to be back as well. Yeah. I'm so excited about today. When you hear that music, you know it's time for the weekly mashup mm-hmm. with myself, Timmy Shamasha, and my lovely co-host, Candace Mama. Yeah, welcome Hello, back. Everybody. We're wearing the same color shoes. Like, I know. Our bottom you know halves I mean? are matching. Yeah, our bottom halves are matching. It's amazing, right? Yeah. Like you are cool. so happy. I am. I'm like, I don't know. It's it's serendipitous. <laughs> <laughs> or we're hanging out with each other for too long now. Yeah, well, this now is the first time that it's happened. Alike. Like, don't yeah. even, you know, it's not like this <laughs> was totally like by chance. It was a coincidence. <laughs> a coincidence. A coincidence. So, you know what? Yes. A lot of things have happened this week. Yes. One of the most exciting things that mm-hmm. I'm just loving because it's like it's like watching a really important soccer game or rugby game. But you're totally neutral So it doesn't yes. matter who wins yeah, yeah, What's yeah. happening over the border in Zimbabwe Crazy. With like the coup that's not a coup Ooh. Robert Mugabe is fine But he's yeah. confined yeah. The situation is tense But it's calm Yes Everything is like opposite. No, yes It's like it's like we know what you see Yeah, yeah. We know it looks like a duck It sounds like a duck yeah. It quacks like a duck But it's, but it's not, not a duck, a duck. Yeah. Just, just be aware that it is not a duck but but how how about our president going over there and, and he yeah. really, like he never makes a statement that quick about anything. No, because he's like he's like shit. They're really close. Yeah, yeah. It's like this could happen <laughs> to me, <clears throat> to us, <laughs> not to us, to me, to me, <laughs> to me. And and you know what I love the body statement. There were a lot of, <clears throat> and I always believe that every time the president goes, <clears throat> he's about to tell us a mistruth. Yep. So. uh <clears throat> <laughs> the situation in <clears throat> Zimbabwe, you're like, is it Zimbabwe or is it Angola? <laughs> you know. Um, but I thought it was, it, it's, it's, it's interesting that it's happening. Yes. Um, it's, it, it's, it actually shows like, remember earlier in this year, we spoke to, uh, the, astro- um, our astrologist, our show astrologist, Teresa. Yes. And she told us that the world is going to go a little crazy at the end of the year. And because it was so early in Dude, the year, we didn't actually, actually think forgot, about it. Right? And now that everything's actually going haywire, she said we're going to experience a world event that we've never seen before. And all of a sudden, a man who literally we thought was going to die in power mm-hmm. is now being held under house arrest. Yeah. So, I mean, it is crazy. I mean, I would have never, ever thought I'd love Me to too. see Robert think, Mugabe. I think he overplayed his hand. It's like the guy who controls your military. Yeah. That's not the guy you fire. You, you, yeah, technically, that is a clever strategy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's clever to keep the person who actually controls the arms. You gave him by your, like, the arms. <laughs> Now you gotta be friends with him. You gotta. It's too late to say, like, look. You can't get rid of him. You know, last week when we were at Rock Mama uh, and I ordered the beef ribs and you didn't, and then you just took one from my plate. That was not cool. It wasn't You're cool. Out of here. And I'm, I'm done with you. Yeah. You can't be done with anybody who you can't controls be done your arms. You can't no. You know, like. You just have to be like, look, I didn't like it. Yeah. But we're still cool. And I love that he also says to him, listen, so my wife is actually gonna take over. So mm. I don't know what plans you had, yeah, you know. what ambitions you had, but you should probably put those on the but, back burner. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, and she's gonna be in as long as I was in. So yeah, it's gonna she, be another. You know what? Years. When she's not busy beating little kids in yeah, South Africa, yeah, I mean, yeah. she'll be here. She'll be here ruling the country. Hey, but how how different is that to our president? I mean, oh. he's hoping that his wife is gonna be the next president. It is crazy. The world is crazy. And then, of course, there there was the weekend, the actual sports that did matter. Bafana Bafana got thumped. Okay, again well, and again 
and then I mean they got thumped on on Friday, then they got thumped again on Tuesday. That's like someone comes to your house, beats you up. <laughs> then you go to their house and you're like, I'm here for revenge, and then they beat you up there as well. That's what no, okay, but can can we just not front? Bafana Bafana is like our. Ah, I feel it's bad like, for you, Candy, aw. for you and your generation. At aw. least I've seen a powerful Bafana Bafana in my lifetime. No, with I've us, seen it's them just, win stuff. Aw. With you guys, all you know is this kind of Bafana. Like, but that's the thing, though. Like, we're so used to them losing. I think most of us would have had a heart attack if they'd actually won. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't think they're doing anything out of character here. Mm. I think it would be out of character if they actually started performing for a change. I mean, if so if Itumelengune wasn't showing up looking like Batman's Revenge. Oh, man. Like, I mean, like it, the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> the Phantom of like, the Soccer. No, no, of the Ghetto Opera. Yeah, the like, ghetto. I don't even know what happened. Like, I was like, what is wrong with you? What okay, is wrong look, with you guys? It's one thing to laugh about Bafana as if, like, you know, they're those guys you don't really know. You know, but then the the Springboks also lost, like really, really, really badly. And then we lost the bird. And then we lost the bird. Oh, like we the bird that was losing. out. It was <laughs> we out. It's like losing. someone had put a plate in front of you. You turned your back to just ask the waiter for a glass of water. You when turned you turn back around. <laughs> France was eating us. France is eating us. <laughs> Like I don't care. It was here in front of me too. Bougie poopoo. Yeah. I added wine. I added a baguette. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, not terrible. Yeah. I I am Confucius. Okay. Anyway, I think we need like uh, a week of forgiveness. So what <sighs> I want to do is, I just yes. like I just like to play something. Okay. Um, I don't know your code. I know that's weird. Like I don't know your code. <laughs> but I actually don't. How could you not know my mm. code by now? So um, this is something that you did. When you went to speak to the Stellenbosch Mafia. No, it wasn't Stellenbosch. It was Franschuk. And it was the the Diversity Intelligence Conference. Because, guys, you know, when I'm not making dumbass jokes on the show, I'm actually kind of smart. So (laughs) was it full of, like, really rich white people? Wow. Okay. I don't think I'm going to answer that. But No, I want to know. Like, no, can like I for just, reals, though. No, no, no. But can I just give a disclaimer to this clip that mm-hmm. we're about to play? Um, the audience was laughing. Like, okay, I know y'all are at home and you can't even see the clip. But if you do, just go to YouTube and was watch. It, was it a diverse audience? It, 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 <laughs> it was diverse enough. You um, were the diverse. No, <laughs> there were, no, we had like people from Singapore and like all around the world okay. um, delivering all right. speeches. All right. And the audience was also a little diverse. All right, well, so it was great. Let's, let's hear it. Let's check it out. One, two. <laughs> Are we still checking it out? Because I'm hearing nothing. Well, um, give us a second. We're having technical problems. <laughs> so Misha's having technical problems um, again. Um, it's right here. It's playing. I'm seeing you. Nice dress, by the way. I thought so. Mm. <laughs> um, it was well chosen for, the, for that particular event. Though. So, um, <laughs> so did they like okay. your dress? What, 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 what do you call that style? What do you call that style? What do I call that style? I call it the candle style. What no, is man. It? Every dress has got a party, like an A frame. or. Okay, y'all can go watch it on YouTube and, and tell you me. Know nothing. Why? Everyone loved it. Okay. Everyone loved it. They edited out the part where everyone said they loved the dress. Just just to put it out there. <laughs> All right. Well, while while we're getting the clip up and yes. running, because yeah. um, I think our fiber is also quite slow today. When you went there and, yes. and you spoke to everybody, it must yeah. have been like really nerve wracking. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Um, but it's something that you do quite often. Is this is this like a regular thing for you? Is this what the topic that you speak about usually when you go out there and speak? Yeah. So um, at this particular conference, I think the reason it was even more um, scary than the other talks I normally do mm. is because 
I was one of 24 speakers, 24 international speakers that were chosen to come and deliver a talk on diversity intelligence. And I think when you are speaking in front of people, your peer group who have achieved so much in these fields, you are very intimidated. You're like, oh my goodness, how do I compete with someone who like negotiates with terrorists for the UN and someone else, you know, who's the head speaker in Singapore and, you know, so it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to do, but yeah. Okay. It sounds well, like the clip is playing now. I've got the clip here. Great. So I'm just going to play it for everybody so that they can hear it. Let's see if we can get it on this one. Here we go. I'm going to start you guys with a little bit of like exercise because you guys are eating and stuff. Um, so I'm going to ask you a series of questions. If it relates to you, just raise your hand. Okay. Simple. Okay. Raise your hand if you have ever experienced pain. Okay. Good. Good. Um, raise your hand if you've ever experienced loss. Good. And now raise your hand if you've ever experienced heartbreak. Okay. So I think all of us are in the same boat here. So I think it's fair to say that at one point or another, all of us have had to grapple with the concept of forgiveness, right? So what is forgiveness? I'm going to, so I've researched a little and the Oxford dictionary definition is to let go of anger and resentment. Most of us would agree with that. It makes sense. Um, you know, there's not much to add. It's just there. But the definition that sticks out to me is the conscious and deliberate decision to let go of resentment and anger. Okay. So I think most of us will agree that this is a bit more concise and it tells you a little bit what to do, so conscious and deliberate, and it's a decision. Okay. So why am I speaking on forgiveness and not fashion? I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about my personal story. So as you can see, this is my gorgeous mother my very handsome father, and the most beautiful baby in the world, me. And, <laughs> and I'm about to take you guys on a bit of a journey. When I was nine months, my father was killed. And not just killed in any way. He was killed by an apartheid assassin by the name of Eugene de Kock. When he was driving into Nalspreit, him and three men were driving into Nalspreit, and Eugene de Kock and his team decided to fire at the car. As they approached the Nalspreit Bridge, Eugene saw that the car was not coming to a stop. So he himself decided to run down the bridge and empty out his magazine cartridge on my father. When he still saw signs of life, he decided to douse them all in fuel and set them alight. So, growing up, this was not something my mother shared with us. However, when I was nine, I discovered a book by Jacques Poe called Into the Heart of Darkness. And it had a picture of my father's charred body. So, since that day, my life has never been the same. At the age of 16, I was diagnosed with severe ulcers and depression. I knew that my body was killing me from the inside out. And I have to be honest, I was okay with it. But slowly but surely, I started to realize that I just did not want to be alive. Fast forward a few years. I am now 23. I get home and my mother says to me, I got a call from the National Prosecuting Authorities. And they want to know if you'd like to meet Eugene. Um, okay. So I said, okay. My older brother was like, excuse you. And my mother was like, I'll go with whoever goes. So we, after many, many dinner table discussions, 
we decided to go and see Eugene. At the meeting, Eugene told us the story I just shared with you. And after which, my mother asked, okay, I'd like to know one question. And he said, okay. And she said, why my husband? And his response was gut-wrenching. He said, no reason. So my father died brutally for absolutely no reason. As the conversation went on, we got to know Eugene a little bit better. And my family decided to extend the branch of forgiveness to him. And my mother said, I forgive you, Eugene, my grandfather, my brother. And everyone was like, I forgive you, I forgive you. And then it got to me. And I said, Eugene, before I say anything, I want to ask you one question. And that is, do you forgive yourself? And he looked at me and he said, every time a family visits me, that is the one question I pray they never ask. And he looked away and he dabbed the side of his eye. And then he looked back at me and he said, when you've done the things I've done, how can you forgive yourself? And I just cried and cried and cried. For the first time, I saw a man sitting in front of me and not a monster. I could empathize with someone who I no longer just identified as my father's killer, but as a man. And after that, we stood up and I said, Eugene, I stood up first and I went to him and I said, Eugene, would you mind if I gave you a hug? And he looked at me like, a hug? And he stood up and we embraced and he said to me, your father would have been so proud of the woman you have become. After I forgave Eugene, I realized something incredibly strange, that I had been the one who had been in prison the entire time. So, are you imprisoned? Thank you. Wow. Um, sure. That was that was quite a story that you told there. And um, I know that that's part of your lecture series and that's, that's what you do uh, yes. around the country and one day around the world. But the reason why I wanted to play it was I think sometimes we forget that Forgiveness is not a one-time event, right? 100%. It's not like I forgive each day, and then from then on it's over. Oh yeah, and that's it. I'll never have to think about it again. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like every day. It's a process, mm. and we constantly. I think forgiveness is a muscle, you know, that you train over time. And I mean, I'm forgiving you, Jim, but over time I've had to forgive a number of people, and I've had to be forgiven. So it's it's a muscle that you train. Do Do you feel like you still have to? Some there are days when you still have to forgive him again, where you get those feelings like I hate no. that guy or what he's done. No, or, with Eugene, no. it's pretty much done. It's yeah. a pretty um, sealed deal. Um, but there are other people in my life where it is still a work in progress. I think because when mm. people are more in your space, it becomes mm. more of a work in progress. Okay, actually, let's talk about that for just one second. Yeah, is it easier if you never have to see that person again? Ever and like they, oh, never, ne- they never have to send you a text. You're not on the same WhatsApp group. Oh yeah, so, I, th- I think mm. with any human being, you'd understand mm. that mm. it's easier when you don't have to see someone, yeah. and it's harder like when it's family or you know your friend or someone who is in your intimate circle because you're constantly seeing them, so you mm. don't have that room to forgive them in full, you know, yeah. um, from a distance. Mm. But I mean, it is possible. It's very much possible. But I think the one thing that you said that really that that got me thinking yes is is how much it actually hurts you physically oh yeah you didn't even know about oh 100 percent. Um, and only afterwards you realize hang on i was dying mm. but what you admitted to was you were okay with that yeah i it's mean like that's a you, hard thing to admit to when you when you're in in a state of unforgiveness yeah you are dying 
But the worst part is you're okay with that. Oh yeah. It's, it's a comfortable sadness, if that makes sense, because you don't know anything else and you mm. know that anything else takes effort and work. Yeah. So you'd rather, it's easier to stay in the comfort of being in the anger and the sadness and, you know, the hatred yeah. than it is to actually step out and say, is there something different? Am I willing to work on something different? That's yeah. the really difficult part. I mean, after hearing a story like that, where like what happened to you, what happened to your family, what happened to your father, yeah, it, it sometimes gets me thinking like, what right do do any of us have? What right do I have to be still holding on to anger just because someone cut in front of me um, in the traffic, or someone like hurt my feelings, <laughs> like when I was in love with them and they just yeah. dumped me? Um, I, I guess there are levels of this yeah. sort of thing. But do you think that your story can help the rest of us on an everyday basis? Because sometimes we just hang on to stuff that we shouldn't be hanging on to, you yeah. know? And then until you hear someone like, they forgave that, yeah. and I'm still hanging on to the fact that you ate my cheese yesterday. <laughs> you know, look, I think my biggest goal in life is just to make people think. I don't think I'm someone that can change your life. I don't think any human being can change any individual's life. Mm. But I do think what you can do is just spark a thought in someone that maybe will allow them to act better Love better or want to do better. That's all I want to do. I just want people to think like, can I do better? Can I live better? And if I can do that, then to me, I've achieved what I've wanted to achieve. Okay. Thank you for that. And thank and, uh, you. And thank you for sharing. Um, you know what? I think we're going to switch it up a bit now mm. because up we've, the got, tempo. we've got somebody in the studio. Oh, yeah. Um, and this is a remarkable gentleman. He's super talented. And mm-hmm. just in case you don't know how super talented he is, Listen Let me give up. you a taste. Stained shirts, but they were there. I knew you were hurt. You thought I never listened. You heard. If only you knew. I hated those constant fights where we felt sick inside. Not enough. We made up all night. I thought we made good, but now I look back and I wonder if I would ever wanna change your type of crazy.
Beautiful Damn. stuff, man. Thank you so much. That is Jared Williams, everybody. How are you doing, my brother? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Thank I'm you for good. having me. Well, welcome back to South Africa. And um, I know that no one's called you by your name in this way so just to welcome me back how are you doing Jared uh, yeah that's that's good no, it's good uh, to hear that again yeah, I haven't heard that, like I haven't that, heard that in a while all right, all right. Jared Jared where the R is really heard my family made me remember it real quick you landed trying to be bad and bougie yeah, and it just know, brought you down you know what it is you know what it is so you've been in the states for a while now how many years have you been there um, well, obviously, I moved to Australia first. Mm-hmm. Um, We're going to get to that story. Actually. Sure. Yeah. So I've been in the States about seven years on and off. Okay. And yeah. which parts? Um, Los Angeles. Los Angeles, California. Nice. nice. Yeah. LA. Do you bump into any stars? Like, yeah. Yeah. A few. Oh, you, know, okay. you hang out with guys like Neo every now and again. Uh, you know, once, yeah. while, once in a while. Babyface. Oh, uh, yeah. He mentored me. I uh, mean, really? Yeah. Damn. Like you actually sat in a room with Babyface. That's correct. For for some, and and you were not there by mistake. Like you, were, he was talking to he you. He was talking to me. How is he like in real life? He seems like the sweetest guy ever. He's very quiet. It's mm. actually kind of intimidating, oh, no. quiet. Yeah. Um, to the point where I felt I needed to make all the conversation, <laughs> but but he he he's he's a genius. I mean. Just being in his presence was an amazing experience for me. Yeah. I learned so much from him and I hold him as one of my biggest influences in music. Oh wow. And um, what was the one thing, like the thing that you can remember that, that really just sums up what Babyface had to say to you? He told me it doesn't matter how good your voice is or how much you want it, you need to feel the lyric. If you can feel a lyric, oh, wow. you can project a message. More so than hitting a few great high notes. Or, I love that. Um, so that's what he taught me. He said you have to go into every performance or song, recording or whatever, and just feel the lyric and know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, let's go back a little bit and focus on your time in Australia. Sure. How old were you when you guys left? Um, I was 10. 10 years old. I was 10, yeah. Okay. And and you you had already been like you you knew that you could sing at that point. Yes, yes. Uh, my granddad actually discovered I could sing. I sang "Happy Birthday" to him mm. um, by chance um, when I was like seven mm. uh, because they just wanted me to sing. I don't know. I could sing at that time. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, "Oh, damn!" Like, oh, you okay. actually got a little something. Listen to him. <laughs> <He's got laughs> some chops. Putting his yeah. own mix on "Happy Birthday." <laughs> yeah. Happy so how birthday. How did you sing it though? I'd like to. Do you remember? Yes. <laughs> oh, anyone told you? Because like this is part of the story. Um, yeah. What twist did you put in it? I think, I mean, I could do a little something. Do some, yeah. some, some, some. Happy birthday to you. Mm. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Man, let me tell you yeah, something. I'm always yeah. seeing all the other singers that are in Something here. like that. I think I'm I said. trying to harmonize. But today I was quiet because I was like, you know, just shut up. Yeah, <laughs> know your place. Yeah, know your place. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. 
that's how good that was. No, because all I was thinking was, I'm a, I'm a download the podcast, edit it out. Just that clip of happy birthday. Yeah. Every time it's someone's birthday, I'm just going to oh, send them the voice note. Great idea. Happy that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Birthday. And have my, my lips moving. <laughs> yes. I'm going to send them like a lip sync. They'll be like, when you funny. sing, you sound like a man. That's the soul, baby. That's the soul. <laughs> <laughs> that's the soul. You sound like Dion Ward. <laughs> She's a great singer though. <laughs> She's unbelievable. She's a great singer. Unbelievable. Okay, so you're in Australia. Yes. And I just like from just a human point of view, do you remember what it's like, like the difference between South Africa and Australia? Because the weather's the same, yes. kind of looks the same. Was there a difference for you? A massive difference. Um, yeah. I mean, the cu- culture shock was mm. intense. Mm. You know, like I left, um, I, I'm from Durban, so I was born oh, in okay. Durban. Um, and I left like primary school mm-hmm. um, and I went to another school in Australia and just like I said well how people re- um, reacted with each other or interacted with each other I should say mm. is completely different it took me about a good year to kind of what, what is that marked difference would you say um, it's very it's like everyone likes to go to the beach and surf yeah, ah. if that makes sense. That's yeah. not like Durban do at you all. Like, no. Do you like to go to the beach and surf? <laughs> I mean, I tried once in my life, but I think I'm better playing soccer. Yeah, you yeah. better on land. Like the rest of us people of You know, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to be politically <laughs> incorrect. Yeah. So I'm just trying to say what I want to say. He plays soccer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm better dip yeah. on land. On land, on correct. Land. <laughs> That's it. Oh my! But then, when you were sixteen, what happened? Um, when I was sixteen, I went to like our version of Idol, yes. Idols. So it was like Australian Idol. Australian Idol. Yes. Um, I did quite well there. I got to the semi-finals. Jeez, Jared. Um, and at then sixteen. I was, at sixteen, and then yeah. I was like, mm, maybe I should try and pursue this, you know? Yeah. And um, pretty much that was kind of my motivator to actually like mm. make this as a career mm. choice. Yeah. Um, because obviously, you know, I sang um Stevie Wonder is also one of my Idols, um, I sang lately, um, on the show and I, you know, I got good reviews from it. That's a jam. Um, I didn't win, obviously, but, um, but you, you, you but I did well. Yeah, I did well. But here's the thing, right? I mean, you're an R&B singer Mm. in a country like Australia, which I wouldn't expect is that diverse racially that R&B would be a major genre. Uh, Is that why you had to then move to Australia? I had to leave. Um, well, I actually got in 2009, um, I represented Australia um, mm-hmm. for the World Championships of Performing Arts. Oh, wow. Um, and I was obviously the vocalist for, the male vocalist for the competition. Mm. And um, I actually got discovered from that competition in America um, by a record executive. Uh-huh. And he actually pretty much sorted out my visa and stuff like that and brought oh, me wow. over to try and pursue a career. Um, because he thought I'd do great in America. But is it hard in LA? Because I mean, I feel like LA is yes. that land where everyone is so talented. Like, like the waitress, yeah, is... the waitress is like an actress. You know, absolutely. every other person is a singer. Every other person is a model. Every every career and a good you want one in that. Right? Yes, yes, absolutely. And you actually see very beautiful people, and absolutely. you're like, but why are you serving me my yeah, chips yeah. though? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, like it was. It's funny you say that because yeah. the first time I ever went to LA, yeah. um, after the competition, um. I went into the cust, you know, the customs, mm-hmm. yes, yes, where yes, they yes. check your passport yeah. and stuff and take your photo. Mm. And the lady who served me was like, "Oh yeah, I'm a, a aspiring actor." And I'm like, "Oh damn, the the, <laughs> the customs ladies are actors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even like, in what? customs, you can't get away from it." I was like, "Damn." So yeah, but no, the talent there's 
ridiculous. Like, yeah. like you just go to like a ghetto ghetto church, man. Like, right in 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 Inglewood, and you hear like ten year olds, little Hitting. girls. I'm like, damn. I'm like, you should be selling records right yeah. now. Yeah. But you know, for some of them, it's all about beating the church. But huh. if they wanted to go mainstream. Man, there's a lot of talent there. Mm. Yeah. And how do you stay motivated? Sorry, Tia, I know you want to ask something. How do you stay motivated in a place where you know everyone is so incredibly talented? Right. And where Babyface even told you that it's not just about the voice and the talent. Yes. And the looks. Yeah. I mean, you've got all three. Like, and and, you know, you know how to communicate a lyric and all that. But I mean, how do you keep yourself motivated? Well, the thing I do is not focus on anyone else. Ah. I focus on me and what I have to do. to try and get me better. If I focus on it, everyone else, that's going to mm. derail my kind of plans because I'm going to be too worried about the next person rather than what I need to improve on or what I need, the steps I need to take to get to that next level. Yes, 100%. But how much of that success is also about finding, I suppose, a brand or a gimmick or a novelty or yes. something? Because mm. if everybody around you is so super talented, I suppose the one thing that separates everyone is one, Yes. Meeting the right people, yes, right at the right time, and then too, just having something that 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 makes you stand out. Yes, well, um, I mean, there's two parts to that. For like, you could have all the talent, but you wouldn't be considered a star. So yeah. you could be the greatest singer, um, but you're not a star. You're not going to sell records. Whereas you get like, for example, um, Simon Cowell did a little Facebook um, video um, not too long ago where he said Madonna wouldn't go and win. A the show voice. like Idols or yeah, well, The Voice, mm. but she would outsell someone that would win that oh, show. Oh, one hundred percent, I agree okay. with that. So Absolutely. does that make, does that yeah, make that sense? Makes sense. Yes, mm. So 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 there's more to being an artist than just having a great voice or mm. or looking amazing. Mm. You need to be able to sell records because mm. technically yeah. you're a business. You basically yes. need to package yourself. Absolutely yeah. right. Absolutely, and because it's 2017 going on to 18. Um, Technology's changed the music game, so you have to kind of do a lot of the stuff yourself mm. before mm. a record label is going to distribute you out to the to the world because they just don't have the time to do it like they did in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yes. and also, I mean, from a budget point of view, you also don't want your record label to do all of that yeah. because then they take all your money. They will take your <laughs> yeah. money later, right? <laughs> yeah. All your money, all of it. Yeah. 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 In fact, how much of that stays in? in in your conscience sometimes Like yeah. You did speak to Babyface Yes And He told me TLC all that stuff Yes Won the Babyface right Correct They, they, they went bankrupt uh-huh. Tony mm. Braxton Went bankrupt yes. And I mean Tony But because they didn't Jeez. understand yes. The, the music business The finances yes. Absolutely Is that something that now He's like really intent on If he's gonna mentor you He really needs Absolutely. to tell you Absolutely Well that. he said He said It's better to be Under a distribution deal From a major label Because you control Most of your stuff Mm. They're going to take a percentage, but it's not going to be like you under a label mm. Mm. solely where they're doing your marketing, they're doing your, 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 your cutting of your record, they, they choosing your fashion. You know, that yes, all costs yes. money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, traveling, getting the limo to an awards, mm. like, yeah. They, you're paying for that. Yeah. Okay. They're yeah. just billing you for it. Yes. They're billing you they're for it. They're billing you yeah. later. Yeah. 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 They're like, no, we'll take care it. of it now, yeah. but yeah. later. And then it's like at three, four, five, ten times the price yeah. that it would cost you just to take and that same limo. Just yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But then that means you have to be very, very active with what mm. you're, you yourself yes. are doing. You have to be busy all the time. Yeah. And you have to raise your own funding to go and actually record your own Absolutely. music, right? Yeah. It's, and it's much easier these days now because, I mean, you can buy your own equipment and yes. still have a, a dope, 
a good quality, a good quality, track, um, yeah. you know, track or, or album or EP, whatever you're yeah. gonna do. Um, and then you just go and master it at the at the at the big studio. So you're not paying for two two weeks worth of studio oh, time. Yeah. You're paying right. for maybe two days. Yes. So you're saving a lot these days if you know how to do it yourself. And, and how? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, we're how, so excited. Yeah. Yeah, no. At the same time. No, but I think because so many people are listening to you and they want yes. to achieve the success you currently have, but they also want to follow this journey. Yes. By the way, I and just wanted to say, if you do want to have, uh, if you do have a question for, for Jared and you want to ask him something, uh, what's up, up on WhatsApp on 079-748-2090. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. And so how important is something like inst- um, Instagram and Facebook? Social media. Yes. How, how important is social media now yeah. in building yourself as an artist? Yes, well, you see, I'm actually late to the game with that social media ah. thing. I was, I was a very against it because mm. I just don't like taking so many photos of myself. I mean, it's, right. do you it's know, hard work, it's, man. it's hard work t- trying to take a good photo right. of yourself yeah. all the time. Mm. Um, sometimes and trying to I look just, one way. Yeah, you know, it's you just, know, you know, you tired of smiling <laughs> that smiling <laughs> selfie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you know. Um, but I was forced to. No, this is the new. Day and age, age, you need to kind of get on it or be left behind. Mm. So, you know, I really took an active role in trying to build up my fan base on social media yeah. this year, beginning of this year, because I was doing well in the streets, so to, yes, yes. So to speak, but I, I could have engaged a whole new audience 100%. if I was on social media. And that's why I've taken it up as a one of the major things I need to focus on. It's a part of the business now, Absolutely. right? Yeah. Investing Absolutely. in social media. I mean, is you a can make money business. off Instagram. Oh, you can make money yeah. off these social media yeah. streets. Don't play, honey. No, tell me. No, because you get you sponsored. Become, yeah, so become you can, ambassadors. Exactly. You can be an ambassador. You can you, ha- you can have your profile sponsored. You know, uh-huh. yeah. the more fan engagement I'm you have. I'm ready for that, by the way. See, like, <laughs> for example, when like when like um, Chris Brown or like or Kim Kardashian yeah. post a photo of a of, of a, a bag or a, or a or pair salad. of sneakers. You're still going far, but Yo, like a salad. They're getting, they're getting a percentage of yeah. that that oh, post. All right. Yeah. So, so, I mean, there is. And I think, because, I mean, you've sang in front of 50 million people. Yes, you've performed correct, the anthem. Right? Correct, correct. And I think it's oh, one. Oh, yeah. Th- was that at a Super Bowl event or something? No, yeah, that's NASCAR. NASCAR oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's Jared, huge. You yeah. were slaying. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I've done. I've done some things. And to think, had you been in the social media game, I mean, your fan base would have, would have exploded. incredibly But exploded see, that was, when was that? That was a few years ago, before like Instagram. Before it started really yeah. taking off, right? So I was like, damn, if it was this year or last year, that would have really helped me out. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I appreciate is that you are so focused and you are so aware of the business of music. Yes, yes. You're not just focused on the talent. You're not just focused yeah. on getting out the product, but yeah. also making the money from it. Because yeah. I think the notion of a struggling artist is long gone. Correct. Like none of us want to be broke artists anymore. Absolutely. Like it's time to get that uh, ching ching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but look, you know? it, it is also because you you did study this, you did study music mm. business, correct, correct, in the music industry. So I I, I kind of, you know, I kind of got all my my That's stuff together. Mm. You know, I said I need to be smart about uh. going into contracts and stuff like that. I need mm. to know what mm. I'm what I'm that. actually signing because, um, like I said, it's a business and. Mm. If someone's investing in you, they want to try and make more money out of you than mm. you make out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So of you need to know how to negotiate. Preach well. it. I mean, that, that's really important. And a lot of young kids, you you knew you were talented. Yes. And you were discovered at an early age. You were Correct. 16 years old. Correct. When you were a semi-finalist in Australian Idol, Correct. Idols, which Correct. is huge. Correct. You could have just gone, ah, you know what, I'm just going to go into the music industry and take it from there. But you yes. decided you were still going to study. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, my, my parents... Um, they said you're not going to pursue this career until you get something behind you. So, mm. because this is not a a a like how do you say a sure 
career. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One minute you're popping, the next minute mm. you you're not. Mm. You could have uh, been. I could have been. Yeah. Yes. You, you, or, like a one hit wonder. One hit I mean, wonder. how many of the how many times have we been jamming to someone's track? Yeah. Next no, thing you you find yeah. out in the news that this person is dead broke. And yeah. You're like, but what happened to that? All, all that money, Lumidi. That's like, good. yeah. You know, so it's like it's very important to understand that. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, my parents were. Um, very insistent on me getting a education behind me mm. just so that in the event you know I do go into those down down moments mm. in the music industry I still got other things I can mm. make an income from yeah. yeah so you know multiple sources of income clearly your parents were also very instrumental in in getting you to where you were they supported you all Absolutely. the way from, from your childhood Absolutely. what were some of the things that they that you guys were doing when you were like between 11 and 16 to that moment when you went on to idols yeah well my, you know my mother used to be like the typical stage mom she would be yeah. like drive me to rehearsals or or drive me to sports and back and forth and tell me mm. make sure you do your homework you know all yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah. what typical moms do yeah so, yeah. And did you play any instruments while growing up? I mean, I play, I play guitar and um, piano okay. um, enough to write songs with. Yeah. I'm not too confident performing them because I can just hire someone to do yeah. that for me. Why and, not? Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I played it well enough to, um, to write songs. Write this, this. Yeah. And you write all your own, all all my, your own music. Oh, Correct. Wow. I actually co-wrote uh, my EP, I'm Falling in Love, with um, a producer in Sydney. Um, yes. His name is Phil Ankitel. And um, he's amazing as well. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Unfallen Love. So, sure. what was the motivation behind that EP? Uh, it's more so. It's more so my life journey at the moment. Mm. Like at the moment, or should I say, at that moment? Yes, yes, yes. It's kind of like you know, you go through a relationship and then mm. you take it for granted, mm. and then you're like, oh, oh, now it's finished, and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have let that happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you kind of regret. <laughs> yeah. And then you try to get it back. Okay, but like, tell me something. Okay, that's a little bit off the business side of music. But do do you ever like? Because I feel like I would use my powers for evil if I could sing. Like I would stay messing up in relationships (laughs) and then like be outside your window like. But baby, I apologize. <laughs> Hopefully not like that. Hopefully. Like, <laughs> up no, call ADT, put on the sprinklers. <laughs> you too funny. <laughs> so have you ever tried to win back someone with All your the voice? Time. All that the time. Is mojo. Your go-to. That is my mojo. That is my mojo. That's his thing. When I, go That's your game club, when I go to the club and I'm talking to some girl that I, you know, we you have like our out lyric. I sing a little bit. <laughs> A little usher slow. nice and slow or something. <laughs> so dirty. Without, like, without a lyric. <laughs> yeah. hey, Damn, I'm telling you all my secrets, man. Come on. No, but that's amazing. I don't see why you should have a voice like that if you can't choose it for your own good. Yeah. Okay, so the you were still saying that it was, you know, you messed up. And then you mm. were like, damn, man. Why, yeah. why? Now, why did I go and do that? You know that thing where you say you don't know what you've got until it's gone? Oh, ish. It's kind of, kind of. So okay, so now. so this album is no, this album is gonna be the one where you're crying yourself to sleep. Yeah. And then yeah. like that tear runs from the one eye and hits the other eye. Yeah. <laughs> and then you start Something getting congested. Like, <laughs> 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 you need those though. You need a good cry. Yes, yes. You know? you Jared, kind of if you need a good cry after you've yeah. messed up in a relationship, put on some Jared, man. Yeah. Like, put on, damn. <laughs> well damn. Okay. It's, it's, I mean, a, it's, it's a great place to be yeah, no, it selling is. Albums. Yeah. no but the, it is Because I mean At the end of the day I think the biggest thing With R&B mm. That we've lost In this period yeah, yeah, of time Yeah I feel that way you are capturing it's A lot the emotion. of It's the emotion Yes like I like I, Don't get me wrong I, I like some ratchet music No we all like some trap You know what I'm like, saying you know, lose I, I'm some, down some of your become, morals You know <laughs> Boom 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 You know yeah. But sometimes I want to I want to hear a song That's not only about Popping bottles and Oh yeah no, what what else is going on in your life? You yes. know, that's a Saturday night, a Sunday night. But yeah. 
is there more to you? Yeah, and that's what I appreciate. You find that in the R&B scene, right? Mm. There are a lot of artists who are trying to kind of mimic now the old school stuff yeah. instead of creating new stuff. Yeah, and they're doing bad jobs of great songs. Yeah. Terrible. You know? Here's my thing, though. Um, would you be able to sing a little something for us uh, today? I know that the weather's terrible and, and you're not yeah, feeling he's a little great. I'm a, you are I'm a little, little Yeah, I've got a throat yeah. issue. But got um, a throat issue. <laughs> but, okay, could you do it? Could you do just a little bit of something? Because we got, we got this amazing piano track of, of Lay Me Down, one of your amazing tracks. And, and I think that the sure. listener was like... I mean, I mean, we can do like a... Let's do a short version, okay, right? Okay, sure. Let's do something. Here, you can cut me off at like a minute 30. Yes, I do. I believe that one day I will be where I was, right there, right next to you, you. And it's hard, the day just is so hard. And the stars are nothing without you. Your touch, your skin, where do I begin? No words can explain the way I'm missing you. Deny this emptiness, this hole that I'm inside. These tears, they tell their own story. Told me not to cry when you were gone. But this feeling's overwhelming, it's much too strong. Can I? Next to you, 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 and make sure you're alright. I'll take care of you. I don't wanna be here if I can't be with you tonight. Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I was a little, I'm okay. a little sick. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, that wasn't even his best Jared work. That it. was just like for he us. Got Thank us. you. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. Sure. He just whipped out a lyric Yo. on me. He whipped it out. He whipped it out. And like, you know, it's the, like, that's one of my favorite songs ever. Like, that is, oh. And you, you did it. Oh, thank you did you the so damn much. thing. Thank you. I, I mean, like, I try my best. I was like, right I'm now. out here falling in love. Like, <laughs> sure. in love. Now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna be that fangirl now. Like, <laughs> just be like. So, how long are you back home for? Um, I'm back home t- till the 12th of December. Okay. Just chilling. Chilling. See my fam. Yeah. Then you go back to LA. I go back to LA. And it's basically like this, though, weather-wise. In LA, yeah, right? LA, LA doesn't rain. I mean, it'll rain for a week straight, and then you won't see rain for another four months. Yeah, mm. it's just warm, yeah. wonderful. Everybody's say. beautiful. Yeah, oh, and Botoxed out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs expression? That's yeah, just my thing. I, mean, like, yeah. I, I don't need these expression lines. It's crazy. Like, yeah. I can laugh with a straight face. Ha, 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 ha. You know they actually have <laughs> Botox luncheons. Yes, yes. You go, what are you, those? Where the girls go to At lunch. lunch. Oh, it's like a get, high tea, but with Botox. Yeah, and they get their Botox fillers and stuff done. Yeah. And you can go back to work. And they go back to work or whatever. Oh, okay. So what are the major differences? Like, you haven't been, I suppose, back in SA for some time. Yes. And now you like, you're fully grown up and like, mm. bang, come, welcome back. Jared. Yes, yes. I mean, I've, I've loved being back home, man. Mm. I mean, I didn't realize how much I've missed it. Yeah. Um, just the vibe, just the people, you know, people mm. are so down to earth and, you know, real. Yeah. You know, it's great to be around and then see my family at the same yeah, time. Of course, yeah. It's been an ev- extra bonus. I hear that every, like in South Africa, the biggest difference 
is that when people talk to you, they don't actually want anything from you. Yes. They're just saying how are you because they want to know. Yes. It's in, not like, okay. In LA, they want something. Yes. <laughs> they <laughs> like, always want something. When you hear how you, you're like, oh, They're like, oh, you're a radio, radio DJ? <laughs> oh, well, you know, this and this and it's this. It's so funny. Yeah. I got a mixtape. They're whooping yeah. it out of their yeah. pocket. Here's my USB. But you want to take it? But then, but then you're supposed to do them a favor by you taking that mixtape, right? Yeah. But that'll be five dollars. Thanks. Oh, oh wow! You know what I'm saying? Oh, still, after all of that, oh, so yeah. still hustling I, I you. you. So they're gonna oh, hustle yeah. you <laughs> for the favor that you're giving them. Yeah, you know so what I'm saying? Wow. So that you, they, it seems like they're doing you a favor. Yeah, like I got the hottest track on these streets. Yeah, just go play it. But doesn't oh. that change you a little bit? It where must. either it, it, it gets you all jaded, or you you feel like I have to be part of this thing where I'm like, because I know when I was in LA, everybody's got these mixtapes and they're yeah. trying to hand it to you, and you're like, stop. Yeah, you walk mm. down Hollywood Boulevard, they they're yeah. all there. Um, Man, like for me, it's just I've got a good team around me. Wow. Okay. I, I, I'm not that. How do you say? I'm not that person that gets starstruck or like, mm. oh, or is like to. I suppose you know your destiny and yeah. you know your purpose and where you're going yeah. and mm. why you're doing it. Yeah. You're not just like anybody out there yeah. who can help me. Let me, let me try. Yes. You know, you know, it's funny. Um, you say that because, um, a a musician in LA, um, actually told me success doesn't change you, fame does. Ah, uh, yeah. Ah. So you can be very successful. Mm. Like a lot of people are very successful without yes. being famous. Oh yeah. yes. But it's when the fame mm. drug hits. Ah. Some people don't know how to handle Jay-Z that fame. Said it. Yo. The biggest drug known to man. Yeah. And the biggest. But you know another thing. The yeah, one thing I is, like man. about oh yeah, <laughs> to Michelle's crying here. He's like, I'm losing it a little. Um, <laughs> 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 I'm holding on. <laughs> No, but um, Oprah said that what fame does is it just magnifies who you are. So if you're miserable and bitter before you're famous, you're going to yeah. be even more miserable and bitter. Yeah. If you are happy, it's going to make you even more happy. Absolutely. So it's, but I think, don't you think the biggest thing is not being defined by your fame? That's correct. You have to be defined by who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. You have to know who you are. You have to yeah. kind of be happy with who you are because you're going to get criticism regardless yeah. Of, oh, yeah. I mean look you can be Queen B or Jay Z they still got haters oh, yeah. Yeah. and that's what I want to talk about because like in the States it seems like the haters are in your face you're just mm. walking down the street and someone just like swears at you yeah. for no reason at all no, right. you see that happen? Yeah. yeah do you see that happen <laughs> all the time <laughs> yeah all the time doesn't that scare you a little like I understand like when you're famous in America you're properly rich right yes. but at the same time you need that money to just keep like yes, you need yeah. to keep that. That doesn't yes. make you want to bring out your colored side, like just oh, be all like, the time. Whoo! Well, that's why you see, you, they, they, uh, you know, those reality shows. Man, yeah. I love a good ratchet TV the show rats. once in a while. Loving hip hop, oh. Atlanta's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But that's how it is, man. They get to show how they really feel mm. on TV yeah. because you know they forget the cameras are there. Yes. So the, how they're feeling comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you actually would you do something like uh, Love and Hip Hop if they asked you to be on the show? Um I mean Ray J was on. I mean Ray J didn't yeah, have much of a career, but you yeah, know what I'm saying. On. I mean I would Cardi do, B. I would do a, sh- a reality show like that that is good for my brand because I'm not ratchet. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know yeah. like and Ratchet only gets you so far. Oh, yeah. Mm. Your you know? fan base. Unless you Cardi B. Unless you Cardi, Cardi, Cardi B was smart. It. But then Cardi was a stripper beforehand. So but like, that's I what I'm saying. She went on it two was seasons. Always elevation. She went on two seasons, got that that check that check and that and that how do you say that rise mm. and she's like okay i gotta go yeah I, so got, she, I got a track and the, yeah so that was a good thing wow she did. i was like right outside of that conversation looking <laughs> in like i have no idea who you're talking about yeah. or what you're talking about exactly <laughs> I, I really felt for a second no cardi's like, making some coins my now. generation 
Cardi B is making some yeah, coins. Yeah. 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 No, but Jared, like, okay, so what would you leave people with? Like, I mean, you are still a rising star. You've worked Correct. with incredible people. Yes. You've, yeah. met, you've met incredible people, you, but yes. you're still you've rising. Absolutely. People like Jay Holiday and, and all sorts of Correct. Yeah, yeah. I was on tour with them just mm. recently this year in Australia. I mean, that's crazy. And your yeah. career is still rising. So Correct. for you, like, what are some of the life lessons that are keeping you going yeah. and that are keeping you, like, you know, on your track? Yeah. C- constant hard work. Mm. Um, Knowing that one song can change my life, mm. um, knowing that I have to stay humble, have good family foundation, um, and just believe. Oh. Um, there's nothing more to it. It's not, it's not, not a major thing. It's just know what you want in life. Go for it. Don't worry about what people say. At the end of the day, they're not paying your rent. They're Ooh. not paying your mortgage. Not even you know? your cell phone. Though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if, mm. if they ain't doing that, what you, why you, should you care? 100%. And where can people find you on social media? Yeah, um, you can follow me on Instagram at Jared Official, J-A-R-I-D Official. Okay. And my Facebook as well is facebook.com slash Jared Official. Same spelling, J-R-I-D Official. Yeah. Holla at your boy, And then on man. iTunes, if people want to go and cry themselves to sleep tonight. Yes, um, just go Jared Williams, Unfall in Love, and you'll see that EP come up and... Yeah, please, if download you like it, support download, your support your boy. Look, I, I don't want to be that guy, you know, who corrects the guy who actually owns stuff. But when <laughs> I was on, on, on iTunes, it just said Jared. Just Oh, yes. Well, yeah, well, my yeah. artist name is Jared. Yeah. There you go. So, so. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. Wow. Just <laughs> drop my last name. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy South Africa. We have I to would. get out of here. And, thank you for um, being here. Thank, thank you, you for, for having here. me. Thank you for, for dropping in. Are you going back to Durban now? It's raining there. No, no I'm going to chill in Joburg for a couple of more days. I got Are you going to do any gigs here? Um, not in Joburg. In Durban, I got a few gigs. And Cape Town, we're sussing it out at the moment. But Durban's confirmed um, for December. So I'm looking forward and to tell that. Tell people where you're going to be in December. I'm going to be at the Culture Club in Durban, yeah. um, Florida Road. Yeah. Um, so if you're available, come through. It'll be a dope. And roundabout when is it? Um, 9th of December. 9th of December, y'all. Through, if you're in man. Durban, go through. Durban. You know everyone's going to be in Durban. Eh, Durban. Yeah, Durban. In the Deben. meantime. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to just leave you guys once again with another taste of Jared. And here's Unfall in Love once again. Thank you so much for being in the studio with us, my brother. Thank you for yes, having Jared, us. All the best you. with your career, man. Awesome. Thank you so much. I hated those mascara stained shirts. But they were there, I knew you were hurt. You thought I never listened, you heard. If only you knew. I hated those constant fights. Cliffcentral.com.